0: Shalom. We are continuing our series on Shemitah's inner message. In the last lesson, we spoke about the description of Parshat Shmita at the beginning of Parshat Bahar. Parshat Bahar is the longest description of the Torah of the Mitzvah Shemitah. But yet, the word Shemitah, even the root word Shemitah, does not appear at all. As we pointed out in the last lesson, the focus of Parshat Bahar's description of Shemitah is the description of this year as a year of Shabbat Ha'ar. A year of Shabbat, but not just any Shabbat, a Shabbat of the land. Restricted to Eretz Yisrael, restricted to the land whose holiness makes it have special halachot. And here, in order to understand Shemitah as it relates to this year of Shabbat in Eretz Yisrael, we have to discuss two of the issues that come up in the parsha in such a clear manner. Firstly, the Torah begins its description by Daber Hashem Moshe behar Sinai leimur. Parshat Behar is known as Parshat Behar because of the location in which the Torah teaches us these halachos. It is taught in Har Sinai, and last time we noted how this is very unique because the rest of Parshat Vaikra, the rest of Sefer Vaikra, is ba'ol moe. It is only Parshat Behar till the end of the Sefer. The following and Parshat, Parshat Bechukotai, which is taught in Har Sinai. And this has many lessons to teach us, one of which we'll focus on today. The other thing which we'd like to discuss is the description of Shabbat within the parsha does not merely call Shemitah Shabbat. Rather, seven times, the lucky number connected to Shabbat and Shemitah as well, seven times the description of the Shemitah year is described as Shabbat. But here what's very interesting is the way in which the Torah describes it as Shabbat. The Torah says, on the one hand, in Pasuk, Dalit, Uvashana shvi'it Shabbat Shabbaton yeh aretz Shabbat la'ashem. Tzadcha lo tizra It refers to the year not only as Shabbat, but Shabbat Shabbaton. Additionally, in the next Pasuk, in Pasuk, hey, it says, it's kitzacha lo tizor, the focus of the parsha is not only its description of the day, of the year, as a year of Shabbat, but as a year of Shabbaton. Shabbat, Shabbaton, and Shnat, Shabbaton. Earlier, the Torah did use the description of Shemitah as a year of Shabbat, but it described it not through a description of the day, but a description of a requirement on mankind. In Shmot, Perak Chav Gimel, Posit Yibet, <coughs> it describes Shabbat right after Shmita, Sheshit Yamim Tasen HaSecha, Uvayom HaShvi'i Tishvot. On the seventh day, you shall do Shvita. You shall do rest. That description of Shabbat with the mitzvah of Tishvot is spoken by, spoken about by the Rambam. The Rambam in Perak Aleph of Hilchot Shabbat speaks about the mitzvah of tishpot as a positive mitzvah, a mitzvah asay for one to rest during the day of Shabbat. This rest is defined as resting from malacha, not performing any of the forbidden activities on Shabbat. For 20 chapters of l'chot Shabbat, one would get the impression that this mitzvah of tishpot is merely a requirement on man not to perform any of the forbidden malachot. However, the Rambam surprises us 20 Prakim later. And in Parak Chaf Aleph, in the 21st parak, he tells us that the of Tishbot not only requires that one rest from the performance of actual malachot, but he adds that it also requires us to have a concept of shvutim. Shvutim are certain acts which are not exactly a malacha but the Rambam characterized them as one of two things, either Doma la Malacha, their acts which are very similar to the forbidden activities on Shabbat, or Shema yavoli de Malacha, activities which, if they are permitted, might lead one to actually continue and perform a Malacha. These activities are forbidden, according to the Rambam, under the rubric of tishbo. The question is obvious. If the Rambam understood that Tishpah includes not only a positive mitzvah not to perform the malachot of Shabbat, but an additional mitzvah that the Rabbonon should come along and identify those actions which are similar to malachot and those actions which might lead one to perform a malachot and then cease initiate shvutim, forbidden acts, so as one will not come to violate malachot, Firstly, why did the Rambam not mention that? For 20 prakim? why did the Rambam give us the impression that Tishbot is merely not to perform a If it includes even additional acts, why should it not be stressed? This question is dealt with by many among them, Harav Rav Nichol Rosenfly, Shlita. And he explains as follows, in order for a person to understand the addition of Tishbot, in order for a person to understand that Tishbot includes additional acts, one first has to understand the basis of the Malachot of Shabbat. For 20 prakin, the Rambam focuses on that which is actually a Malachot. Once you know what Malachot are part of Tishbot, then you can understand that the mitzvah of Shabbat, the mitzvah say of Shabbat, requires us not only to restrict ourselves in certain actions, but to learn from those Malachot what is the nature of Shabbat. And once we understand the nature of Shabbat, we can understand that the Mitzvot say, which is pushing us to have a positive understanding and appreciation of how the prohibited Malachot on Shabbat actually bring us to a new character of the day, actually bring us to a new understanding of what Shabbat is all about. It's not merely a day of restriction, but a day of prescription. It's a day where the Malachot, the ceasing from the Malachot, allows us to do something else positive. That is the mitzvah of tishvot. And once after 20 chapters of understanding, and the Rambam delineating what are the prohibited malachot, then the Rambam says, now we're ready to continue and to understand that these malachot are merely the framework. And built upon that framework, we can add in order to understand how to really get to the character of the day. This is the mitzvah of Tishbut. However... The Lashon of Tishbot appears by Shabbat alongside Shemitah. But when discussed at great length in Parsha Bihar, the Torah describes not tishbot not a positive requirement to go and rest through this unique rest known as Shmita, but rather Shabbaton. The focus is another term Shabbaton. And this term Shabbaton also appears by Shabbat in Parshat Emur. And it's there that the Ramban has his famous comment, The Ramban asks, what is to be added by this term Shabbaton? After all, we already know that Shabbat is a day where we're prohibited from performing malacha. What is to be added by Shabbaton? And Shabbaton is not a requirement. It is not a command. Kishbo, you should do Shvita. That is written earlier in Parshat Mishpatim. Shabbaton is a description of the character of the day. Shabbaton is a description of what Shabbat is all about. So there the Ramban says in a very powerful manner as follows. The Ramban says that a person could not perform any Malachah on Shabbat. He can make sure to cease and desist from all malacha, but fail to capture the character of the day. Fail to recognize that Shabbat is not only a day of restriction but Shabbat is a day with a special spirit. Shabbat is a day with meaning. That is the character of the day of Shabbaton. And the Ramban says that this idea of Shabbaton is not only characterizing the day, but is actually a mitzvah. The mitzvah of Shabbat is to experience Shabbaton. The mitzvah of Shabbat is to experience the unique character of the day. And the Ramban says that had a person gone and made sure he was very knowledgeable of all the prohibited activities on Shabbat, And he would go into his office and he would make sure not to turn on any lights and he would make sure not to turn on the computer. In fact, he would have his Shabbos goy right next in. And his Shabbos goy would be writing everything down and he could engage in business activities on Shabbat without performing any malacha whatsoever. Says the Rambat, has a person violated in this case, lo ko malacha? has he violated any, any, of the prohibi- prohibited Malachot and Shabbat? No. But has he experienced Shabbat the way it's meant to be experienced? Has he understood what Shabbaton is all about? Not at all. Shabbaton is lost. And the Ramban says, therefore Shabbaton is not only a description of the character of the day, but it is a positive mitzvah. Experience the day of Shabbat. And therefore the Ramban, similar to the Ramban, but slightly different, says the Shvutim, These forbidden acts, many of them are actually mitzvot, which allow us to ensure that the character of the day, the unique character of Shabbat, is actually achieved. And Shabbat, we restrict the goof. We restrict the activities of the physical body in order to be able to maintain and get to a stage where, number one, we recognize, as pointed out, regarding the shiurim on the neshama yetera, we recognize the spiritual power of physical activity when performed properly, as well as the unique spirit, the unique neshama of a Jew, this neshama, which is a neshama yitera, both on the weekly Shabbat as well as during the year of This is the mitzvah of Shabbatom, says Rambam. And this Ramban is similar to at least two other Rambans in the Torah, where the Ramban says that the Torah wanted to ensure that a person's Observance of mitzvot is not merely a mechanical observance based upon <coughs> listing the mitzvot, listing the requirements, but a person understands what the, what the gist of mitzvot. A person uses mitzvot in order to build a framework of understanding what the Torah's goals really are. The Ramban says the same thing in his comments at the beginning of Parsha Kedoshim. We describes the mitzvot Kedoshim to you what is the mitzvah of to you To be holy. After all, all mitzvot are supposed to bring us to holiness. The bracha that we make upon performance of mitzvot, Baruch Atah Hashem, Okenim Ha'cholam, Asher Kedishanu mitzvotav Who has sanctified us, been mekadesh us, through His mitzvot, through His commandments. What is unique about the mitzvah of to you? The Torah's requirement, be holy. Says the Ramban that this is a general mitzvah, to ensure that one does not become a naval b'rshut Torah. A naval is a disgusting individual. Someone could go and ensure that they'd not violate any mitzvot, but miss the whole purpose of the Torah. He could go and become extremely disgusting b'rshut Torah and say that he is acting within the rubric of the Torah. After all, the actions which I'm performing are not prohibited. Comes the Torah, and the Torah says, Tiyo, be holy. Learn from the mitzvah what is the desire of the Torah. And essentially, even though there is no explicit mitzvah in the Torah, do not become a naval, do not become disgusting while trying to assume that you are <coughs> fulfilling all the mitzvah. says the Ramban, the mitzvah of Tiyu, says that that's impossible. Kedoshim Tiyu, be holy. Holiness is defined by learning the spirit of the Torah, as comes out of all the mitzvot, and the Ramban says a similar thing regarding mitzvot ben adam lechaveron, the mitzvot dasita yashar batov. Vasita yashar is a general requirement: do the right and the good. What does it mean to do the right and the good? So the Ramban points out that Chazal understood from here many mitzvot of lifnim hadin, going above and beyond the call of duty. But the Ramban says that this is a general mitzvah, a general mitzvah which calls us and directs us to learn from the various mitzvot bein adam lachaveiro how to create a character of chesed, how to create the character of an individual who loves being nice to others, not only to be a man of rachbanut, someone with mercy, but a rachaman, a merciful man, someone who looks after hakadosh baruch Hu, follows and models his behavior after our Kodesh Baruch Hu's actions, Valakta Bidrachav, in Dei, modeling oneself after God's actions, but at the same time using the various mitzvot ben <laughs> Adam in the Torah in order to understand what the Torah wants from us, what type of character the Torah wants us really to have. This is the mitzvah of v'asita yashavat. The Ramban, by Kedotiyu, says that this is the goal for all mitzvot ben adam l'makom, to become holy, to use the Torah as a means of understanding the Spirit. The Ramban, by Vasita Yashayi Vatov, says this by mitzvot ben adam l'chaviro, that a person should learn, through the mitzvot, how to become the individual with the character that the Torah really desires. And here the Ramban says it, by mitzvot of Kedusha by mitzvot of sanctity in time, that there's a concept of Shabbaton. Learn the character of the day. Learn the mitzvot are not only a list of requirements, but they bring a unique spirit to the day. A unique spirit which, if understood, is extremely powerful and is the true goal of the Torah. And therefore, if in Parshat Pahar we are told not only Tishbo, as seemed to appear in Parshat Mishpatim, but Shabbaton, so then the requirement of Parshat Pahar is, don't just look at this year as a year of restriction. Look at it with a unique spirit. The restrictions are supposed to bring us to a Shabbat, to an understanding of the uniqueness of Eretz Israel, the uniqueness of the time, Kiddushat Zaman, of Shemitah, and the unique experience that can only happen for one who is in the land of Israel during the Shemitah year. That individual Shares with himself the ability and the power to be able to experience what Shabbat HaArietz is all about. Now, the only question is: So what is it? What is it all about? In order to understand this, we have to look at one other pasuk that appears here. When describing the mitzvah of Shmita, the Torah tells us a fascinating thing in pasuk Vav, Vayta lachem This year of Shabbat ha'aretz should be for you le'ochla to eat, not only for you Essentially, you and everyone who lives with you, there is a mitzvah of Shabbat ha'aretz being le'ochla in order to eat. Now that's very weird. The concept of Shabbat ha'aretz is to be a year for eating. In fact, the next passage goes a little bit further. Not only for you, not only for those who live with you, but for your animals as well, they will be able to eat. This is connected to the concept of that which grows during the Shemitah year is not only fruit or vegetables that have certain restrictions upon them, within the way in which they're grown, which in the way in which they can be watered and the like, but rather, they're supposed to be eaten. There's a unique dusha perot which we will have to discuss at greater length. However, the terminology here leads us to question, what does it mean that Shabbat Ha'aretz is a year for eating? If one looks at the distinction between Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zayin, one notices that in Pasuk Vav, when speaking about the eating of the individual himself and the other individuals who are with him, the Torah uses the term Le'okhla. It should be for eating. As opposed to the next Pasuk, when speaking about animals, when it says, le'echo, uses a more generic term of le'cho. Is there anything unique about this Pasuk Le'okhla that will allow us to understand a little bit more about what Shemitah is all about and what's its connection to Shabbat and even Harsinai In order to understand, we have to look at the other times in which the term La'okhla appears in the Torah. And what we find when doing so is a fascinating thing. La'okhla appears as a verb in the Torah another five times. Can anyone guess where would these other five times be? The first... Is at the dawn of creation. And in the next Pasuk, In Perek Aleph. in one of the two commands. To Adam, Arishon, after he is created, which is mentioned before the first time that Shabbat is mentioned in the Torah, before the concluding day of creation on the seventh day, man is told that here I have given you everything. Man, in the Garden of Eden, you are given everything, and not only you, but at this point, even for the animals. To be eaten. This term, La'okhla, appears again by the Mabu. Noach, both in Perek Vav and Peraktet, Tet, is told about the food which he has given La'okhla, regarding the destruction of the world, the replenishing and regrowing of the world. The Mabu, which has water for 40 days and 40 nights, like a Mikveh, which is the size of 40 saw of Mayim, 40 saw of water, this rebirth of the world, the term La'okhla is used again. And then one other time in the Torah is the word La'okhla used, and that is regarding the Man. The falling of the Man, the Torah says, in Parshat B'Shalach, Perek Tetzayin, Pasuk Tetzvav, Vayar B'nei Yisrael Manhu, Ki Yadu Mahu. They didn't know what it was, and therefore they called it Man. Vayomer and Moshe responded, this is the bread which Hashem gave What What's this mean? Is there any connection between the term le'okhla which appears by Adam Arishon, the word le'okhla which appears by Noah, and the word le'okhla which appears by the month? What we would like to suggest is not only is there a connection, but the word Ochla, written by Shna is essentially meant to bring us back in time. Shabbat Ha'aretz, this year of Shabbat on the land, is a year which allows us to recall many of the messages, many of, to a certain degree, even the failed messages of humanity in the past. From the dawn of creation, man was given a responsibility of L'Okhla. And that responsibility... Was rebrought to the floor when mankind failed utterly, and they required a destruction, the required and a restarting of the world with Ben Noach, and that message was returned to the Jewish people as the Jewish people sojourned in the desert before their arrival into Eretz Yisrael, where they were given the clear message of what sojourning in the desert is all about and what the purpose of life in Eretz Yisrael is supposed to bring. This. Mitzvah of Lochla in Shnat is part of the Shabbaton, is part of Vaita Shabbat Haaretz Lachem This Shabbat of the land is not only a year of restriction, but it's a year of Kedushah. The payroll which you eat have the Kiddushah of growing during Shnat but not only that, they have the inner message, that inner spirit of understanding the purpose of the world from the time it was created by Adam Arishon. The purpose of our sojourning in Eretz Yisrael, which the period of the Jews in the desert after their leaving of Egypt was supposed to prepare them for. That is part of the spirit of the year. That is La'okhla. So just to begin a little bit, in order for us to understand as we're going to trace humanity from the time of Adam Arishon, in order to be able to understand what is our purpose in this world? And how does the Shemitah year allow us to understand this purpose with such clarity. In order to understand La'ukhla, we have to return to Adam arishon in Gan When Adam arishon lived in Gan he was given a requirement. Not only was he to eat from all the fruits of the Gan, other than the Eitz Hadad, but he was given a responsibility of La'ovda'u l'shamma. What does it mean La'ovda'u l'shamma? At first glance, if one would translate it literally, Law of the Shamra should be understood very simply as to work the land and to guard the land. However, that is an untenable explanation. Why? Because at the time of Brit Haolam, at the time when Adam Arishon was created, there was no curse. That only happened after Adam Arishon failed and ate from the Eitz Hadar, and there. Man was cursed while the land was cursed. By the sweat of your brow, you will have to eat lechem. You will have to eat bread. However, beforehand, there was no need for work. It was all simple. Adam HaRishon did not have to work the field. But what was La'avod? La'avod was to be involved in spiritual activities. The Midrash says, What was La'avodah u'lishamrah? Lo'avda meant to be involved in avodat Hashem. What is avodat Hashem? Avodat Hashem is Torah and tefillah. Ashloshad v'ema ulam olmeit says the Mishnah in Pirkei Avot: "Ala Torah va'al ha'avodah va'al milut Torah and avodah. Avodah is avodat Hashem in the bigger scheme of things. The Rambam counts the mitzvah of that we should be obeyed Hashem as the mitzvah of daily tefillah. Avodah means to have an inner connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to serve Him. shamra is to safeguard and to be involved in mitzvah. V'shamru derech Hashem. L'asot mishpat. To follow the mitzvot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. L'avdo Shamrah, while it could be understood literally as a requirement for Adam Arishon to work the field and to ensure that the Garden of Eden brings forth fruit. Thinking about it allows us to realize, although the means to be involved in spiritual pursuits. When man was involved in spiritual pursuits, it was simple to understand and to realize that all that grew, grew directly from Hakadosh Baruch. Hu. It was easy for a person to have bitachon and to recognize if I relate to Hashem, if I follow His ways, if I develop a connection with Him, so I don't have to worry about all the physical growth. I can focus on relating to Hashem and through that developing a connection and knowing that I will have food to eat. La'achla is the mitzvah of eating where you don't have to work hard. La'achla is the mitzvah of eating with the recognition that that which we eat comes from Akkadish Baruch, Hu. after all, He gave it for us to eat. This La'oda'o Le was transformed when Adam Arishon ate from the Eitz Afterwards, man would have to work by the sweat of his brow. The land was now cursed. <coughs> the land was cursed. From Adam Arishon, And it would not grow on its own. Adam Arishon would have to be involved. Not only in prayer, which Rashi brings down <clears throat> at the beginning of Bereshit. That what does the Torah mean when it says in Perek Bet of Sefer Bereshit that nothing grew because the Adam There was no man to worship. To work the field. After nothing needed to be worked. This was before the curse. So explains Rashi V'adam la avod et la La'avod is from the Lashon of Avodah shivaleh to Davin. The first rains came when Adam Aritran came to the world and he Davin. Essentially, indicating that if we want physical growth, if we want to have what to eat, if we want to live in a world of the Garden of Eden, if we want ochla, we have to be involved in spiritual pursuits. But what happens after the curse of Adam What happens after our involvement in the world is going to be through tapecha, tocha, one might think for a moment if I don't work hard nothing will grow because after all all growth comes from me. If I'm going to have what to eat if I'm going to have LaOchla it's going to be because I worked hard after all the ground is cursed and we have to work for our food. However, the Torah wanted to tell us clearly, and this is the reiteration at the time of Noach, that that is not true. No matter what, all growth comes from the One Above. All growth comes from HaKadosh Baruch Yes, we have a requirement to be physically involved in the land. But our physical involvement is merely meant to be our part of the bargain. We have to do our part, but when all grows, it grows because of HaKadosh Baruch One who is involved in the agricultural world is liable to recognize this more than us. After all, he can plant and he can work the land. But if there's no rain, nothing will grow. Sefer Zroim, the part of the Mishnah and the Gemara which deals with the Mitzvot Atluyot pa'aretz, which deals with the various agricultural Mitzvot, is known as Emunot. Emunot. Explains the Gemara, because, explains Tosvot, that one who grows is mamin b'chei ha'olamim vizorea For a person to plant, he has to have Muna. He has to believe that his actions will bring forth fruit. And he recognizes that that will only come if rain will come from above. The Torah says regarding our coming into Eretz Yisrael, lematar <inaudible> ha'shamayin tishdemayin. Through the rains of the heaven you will be able to drink. Through the rains of the heavens things will grow. And therefore, a person who's involved in the land recognizes and needs to recognize Hashem's place in the growth in order for that to actually grow. And therefore, even though we've been kicked out of the Garden of Eden, that perspective of the Garden of Eden is still to remain. In the next lesson, we'll be able to see a little bit more how this comes to the floor. How from the dawn of creation, there was a fear of many that if we remained in the Garden of Eden, it means I mean certain angels. That if we remain in the Garden of Eden, we will be so close to our Kodesh Baruch because we'll be involved in the world without having to fear that our involvement, without having to recognize, without having the possibility of thinking that physical growth came from us. After all, our law of Dole Shemra was to work spiritually, to spiritually relate to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. And therefore... The challenge after we're kicked out of the Garden of Eden is to be involved in the physical world, but to still recognize our Kodesh Bar. Shnat Hashmita reminds us first and foremost of the original law. Shnat HaShmitah, when we cease and desist from work, we do so not only to fulfill the mitzvah of our Kodesh but to recognize the Shabbat, the Shabbaton, the spirit of the day, to recognize the spirit of the year that this is a year where we recognize. That, la'avda ule shamrah, really means, la'avda sheishid yamim tavod, as the Midrash says, ule shamrah shamur et yoma shabbat de Through our safeguarding of the weekly Shabbat, and certainly the year of Shabbat, where we're not involved in the physical world. We don't plant, but yet we eat delicacies. We, for, we have food of kiddushah, That's where we recognize that a year of harsinai, a year of us being involved in physical pursuits, Bahar Sinai the shmita. Through that year, we're actually able to develop a connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, where throughout the rest of the years, throughout this Sheshit yamim tavot, we're able to recognize that all our sustenance really comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. More in the next lesson.